welcome to episode 76 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. I am Caleb B. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow Eddie at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at E-C underscore hero. Check out our Instagram, E-C HeroCast. Gmail is E-C HeroCast at gmail.com. And you can check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We are on to season two now, actually. We're about halfway through at this rate. Um, Eddie, it is August 31st. We're in the Virgo season, boy. How how are you doing tonight, sir? Um, very wet. It's pouring out, and I just came home from the gym, so it's, uh, and to change shirts and all that. Well, I'm glad you got your pump in, man. What, what, what'd you do today? What'd you do today in the gym? Well, I've been hitting a lot of cardio lately. There was a very unflattering photo of me that was taken over the weekend. Ooh. A lot of it was the shirt. The fit mm-hmm. of the shirt, just, it's like when you raise your arm up, it kind of gets like a little boxy feel, like the, the box look. But, uh, so it's mostly the shirt, but it wouldn't have been as bad if, uh, there was uh, a few too many pounds underneath. So I'm just trying to cut, to, eh, you know, 10, 15, nothing too crazy, but, uh, that, that photo is just, it's like, oh, I can't have that. That's not a good look. So. Hey, buddy, with the right diet, you can get through that, that 10 to 15. You can get through that in two months, man. Yeah, it's not it's not too bad. Um, I always plateau around, like, a certain weight, and it's, like, almost impossible for me to break through. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll just get liposuction or something like that. Yes, because you clearly need it, Eddie, you, you fat piece of crap. Well, you know, that I've seen skinnier people than me get liposuction. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, let's see here. This is we're oh, by the way, guys, today we're reviewing My Super Ex-Girlfriend. This was released on July 21st, 2006. Now, the number 1 song here in the United States on that very day was Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado and Timbaland. Why Timbaland gets credit on these songs when, like, all that guy does is DJ, I don't understand, but whatever. Well, yeah, look, I've seen, uh, I've seen, uh, producers get credit, or, uh, like, uh, Justin Timberlake's produced music and hasn't even appeared on the track, and it's like so-and-so featuring, you know, so. Okay, well, just to the opposite of that. Um, I don't know if you... Do you like A Day to Remember? Uh, yeah, they're fine. Okay. If it means a lot to you, the female vocalist who, who played a big part in that song, Haley Williams from Paramore, not credited on the album. Well, that so, happens. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird how these things go. I have not heard this song. Uh, it's another one of those... I might give it a listen after the podcast, but you know, the, the, the only Nelly Furtado that I know is Like a Bird. Mm-hmm. You remember that song? This was a few years prior to to the release of My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, your champions in wrestling at the time, now in the WWE. On Raw, you had Edge as the WWE champion. In ECW, by the way, this was post-RVD uh, getting pulled over, obviously. 
uh, in ECW as the ECW champion was the big show, the ECW original. You know, it's so funny. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. RVD gets like stripped of the belt and completely buried for mm-hmm. a little bit of pot. <laughs> like how many what? DUIs does uh, Jimmy Uso have? Oh man. Yeah. It's, uh, here's the thing though, is Rob Van Dam is not an Anwa. Yeah, that's true. He's a, <laughs> he's a Van Dam. Like, yeah, he, his uncle Jean Claude couldn't uh, couldn't pull enough strings for him. Um, also, by the way, yeah, the only way Jimmy Uso is going to get fired is if he kills someone, and even then, I think they might just suspend him. I'm not sure. I think that would be the same with Nia Jax. Although after that match, I'd say that's kind of likely that she might kill yeah. someone. Yeah, yeah. On SmackDown, for a couple more days, you had Rey Mysterio holding the World Heavyweight Championship in TNA. Of course, inevitable. I mentioned it last week on the uh, show. Jeff Jarrett, still the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. By the way, uh, this will be dated by the time this comes out, but Trevor Murdoch, World Champion. Well, yeah, that's that's a thing. Hey, what if this is a setup for uh, Kenny to win the belt and he faces Trevor Murdoch at the next NWA show? <sighs> NWA, I, I don't know. I would, I don't know. I, it's not what I would have done, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, okay, like we're not gonna get too far into the weeds on it because we've got a ninety-five minute movie to review. But um, by the way, that that is the biggest compliment I'm gonna give this movie besides Dwight is that it didn't stay too long. But um, I would have probably had an eight, uh, honestly had an AEW guy come in and beat uh, Nick Aldis for the belt. But, you know, what do I know? I would have just taken a uh, indie guy with a little bit of buzz and uh, tried to elevate him. Uh, who, who would, uh, in this instance, who would you go with? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Like, if you had to do it on the same day that Trevor Murdoch won the belt, who would you have done it with? Um, I, I have no idea. I'd have to, I've been out of the indies because they've been gone for about two years, so. Yeah, because you're not going to get Adam Cole. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, my God. Um, maybe Mike Bennett. I don't know. Like, ugh, and even that. Disgusting, dude. Uh, hey, speaking of Mike Bennett and Ring of Honor Wrestling, the ROA World Champion, uh, someone named Brian Danielson. Uh, never heard of him. Nope. Free agent. Hey, yeah, yeah. The budget for this movie was $30 million. Well, where you and, forgot what you're doing at the time. Bro, it was summer of 06. I was, oh, this was probably around VBS week, dude. VBS? Vacation Bible School. Oh. Okay. I grew up in a Christian Christian household. Well, that's uh, that's good. Uh, Dude, well, okay, like I'm not going to be doing a lot in the summer. Well, I was so July of '06 was. Let me see. I'm ballpark number three for me. Progressive Field in Cleveland. It was Jacobs Field at the time. It was, uh, it's not a great, um, not a great game for me. 
Not a great one. Showed up like uh, bottom of the first. It was one and nothing in New York. So I was like, all right, good. We scored. I just missed it. And then uh, Cleveland would then go on to score 19 unanswered runs. So rough day. Well, I am sorry to hear that. Sorry. Bro, it will be dated. Hell, maybe we'll be out of the playoff hunt by the time this drops. But uh... <laughs> last night I was trying to watch the Braves-Dodgers game, and it was going to come on after the Rays and Red Sox. And while the Rays and Red Sox were running long on ESPN, and some sort of tennis thing was going on at the same time. And so they didn't transfer the Braves game, the start of the Braves game over to ESPN2. They said, hey, watch it on the ESPN app. So I checked it out, and it was in Spanish, and I couldn't get an English feed. And not only that, I couldn't get subtitles for the game I was watching. So until the Red Sox game was over, I had to watch the Braves on mute, because as much as I can read Spanish, I can't read enough Spanish to be able to translate what I'm being told. So, it's very in short, weird. ESPN Plus sucks, dude. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I will say yeah. the silver lining to this is I went back. I got so mad, and I Cleveland that's with a bad taste in my mouth. I went back two nights later, and Yankees won like I don't know seven to one or seven to two, something like that, with the big unit pitching. So I got a little bit of redemption, but uh, yeah, that nineteen to one still stings. But you know, kind of over it. You said Randy Johnson was pinching was pitching. He pitched uh, the game I went to like two days later because I was like, I need to go back. I, I can't let that For the one. Game, yeah. Right? Yeah. But the that one we lost been... 19 to 1, that was uh, some loser named Sean Chacone. Yeah, but I'm saying that wouldn't have been 06 because surely he was not a Yankee in 06, dude. Yeah, he was. That doesn't add up, dude. I'm telling you. How? How? I, no, I I'm think you're wrong. Back in 06, dude. Oh, shoot. You're right, man. My bad. I'm sorry. I know these things. Yeah, well, sometimes you get your timelines mixed up, so I was a little more confident than normal. Um, Yeah, he he didn't have a great year. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that was was just a weird fit. (laughs) Yeah, that is kind of, thinking back, it's like, Randy Johnson on the Yankees? That's weird, man. Um, I forgot he went back to Arizona. Yeah, he. I was going to say I remember him going back to Arizona. In fact, I had for some reason remembered it as like you rented him for like half a season and then he went back to Arizona, but that was obviously not the case. I remember the Giants because he pitched his 300th game, his 300th win right. rather with the Giants. You know he uh, no-hit the Braves in 04? He Sorry. Not- Sorry, I believe perfect game, actually. Never mind. Hmm. Yes, he perfect had a few game. Of those. Yep. And he hit a bird. Well, he had a no. It looks like he had a no hitter in 1990 and a perfect game in 2004. But enough Randy Johnson uh, stats and memories and everything. Let's talk about the, the facts and figures of my super ex girlfriend. Now, this, this had a budget of $30 million, from what I from what I gathered. Uh, if I'm wrong, I apologize. The box office that I gathered was $61 million, which means a profit line of $31 million. Pretty good for a rom-com. Double your budget, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's, uh, they don't, 
when your budget is so small, you're not uh, you're not looking to have a um, like a blockbuster. So this is uh, number thirty eight on our list in between Darkman and the Crow. And mm-hmm. it's forty-two million in profit if you add inflation. So there you go. Yep. Uh, what is the Rotten Tomatoes uh, critics and fan scores on this man? Critics were forty percent and fans were thirty-one. Okay. All right. That doesn't sound too far off. Spoiler alert. Um cast right cast okay uh shout out eddie's favorite comedic actor wanda sykes uh uh let's see yeah rain wilson as vaughn hage i believe is how his name is pronounced here he's the you know the classic best friend male pig chauvinist i want to want to have so much sex blah 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 who like I don't know. In another movie, maybe a closeted gay, but um, I don't know. I like Rain Wilson, but I'm also partial because I enjoy The Office so much. Hmm. Well, this will not be the last time we see him on the podcast. No. In fact, he's going to be in a lead role. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it is it is weird. I think this came out, I think, like a year after The Office no. started. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. He, anyone from The Office, it's just weird seeing them in other roles. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, maybe it's just me. But, well, this uh, was before The Office became, like, an icon of television. And when it was like, oh, it's only done a season, let's let's do some other gigs while we can, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, as far as this role, um, he was pretty funny. He had the funniest line in the movie, I thought, which I will uh, get to. Um, if it's about Soho, then don't say it, because that's going to be our quote. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Okay, good. Good. I don't think it is. Okay. It's kind of well, him up. being an inconsiderate dick. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yes. So it is your quote or not? No, it's not. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Very good. Now that we're clear. Who's next? Uh, oh, Goldberg. Um, Eddie Izzard as Barry Edward Lambert slash Professor Bedlam, G-Girl's nemesis. Why did you just uh, say Goldberg? You said who's next. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, Eddie Izzard. Uh, I don't know. This was... I this is hard to... <laughs> It's hard to analyze this because I know you said you wanted to analyze it as a romantic comedy, which is because fine. that's what it is. Yeah, like what this movie is. By the way, it qualified, but it's ninety percent romantic comedy, just like Orgasmo. Technically qualified, but was like ninety percent parody. Yeah, are you a fan of romantic comedies? Uh, good ones, yeah. Yeah, I enjoy uh, the occasional romantic comedy. I would yeah. say um, I like uh, what women want, even though a lot of women don't like it because it's portrays them a certain way. But it really spoke to me as a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Let's see. 
Um, let's see. The Breakup, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston's a good one. Yeah. I have uh, that on DVD. I can send it to you. I've seen it. Well, I'm just saying, if you want a DVD copy, I can mail it to you. No, I don't want a DVD copy. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. Wedding Crashers. I think that qualifies. Yeah. Okay, this is more com. Well, it puts the com in rom com. Uh, wedding singer. That yeah, wedding singer. That's a good one. Um. Oh jeez. Uh, let's see. Eh, I think that's a good a good amount. You, you a big twenty seven dresses guy? You like Catherine Heigl? I've never seen twenty seven dresses. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. I forgive you, pal. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough to... Okay, so Eddie Izzard... Um, um, I don't know. Uh, this is his second appearance on the podcast. Uh, yeah. So, that's good. Although, um, yeah, I guess... Um, I was actually just curious. I wanted to make sure we're politically correct. I guess oh Eddie Izzard is still Eddie Izzard. No, uh, I, I, I'm just kind of surprised. Like What, that she didn't change her name? Yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. I mean, I was yeah. just... I Their was choice. Just, Fine. Yeah, I mean, I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, here's the thing. I don't think we're being politically incorrect if we refer to them as a past name. If we're referring to a past work, no, you're that's that is accurate. But uh, like, like you did with X three, I was going to say formerly Eddie, but it's like nope, still Eddie Izzard. So okay, yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, he yeah, was but, he was fine in this. I don't know. I mean, it's it, not a lot yeah, to whatever. say. That's the problem. Like. Like, there's not a lot about these characters. They're not really fleshed out. This was something for, you know, women to go see and, you know, enjoy, I guess. Like, that's it. There's not a lot to these characters here, man. No, not really. Especially uh, the next one. Ferris? Yes. Yes. Anna (laughs) Anna Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, her, like, she's... You know, she's the meat cute for Luke Wilson at the beginning, but like there's next to no chemistry between them and there's next to nothing with her character as well. No, it was it was pretty much like I could buy the fact that they're friends uh, that um, like I could buy the fact that they are, uh, you know, work, work friends that kind of flirt a little bit. I mean, I think we've all kind of had that. I've had friends at work that are like completely out of my league that you know do the whole flirt thing but i i know nothing's becoming of it but it's like this one they did it's like eh, i don't know that just seems one of those two convenient things like i i i prefer the uh, it's not a it's a it's a romantic comedy show but um um master of none with uh, aziz and sorry where it's like you don't get the happy ending like that's how that would happen in real life. Whereas this, it's like, no, that would—that's not how this works. But mm. fair enough. So, what did we think of our male lead, Luke Wilson, as Matt Saunders? You know, I 
I actually liked him. I thought he was pretty funny. Uh, I mean, he he didn't really take the role seriously, and he just kind of had fun <laughs> with a lot of the things. Like, oh I have man, yeah. like everything that happened to him, he's just like, oh bummer, oh man, and it was it was very funny. I have something to say about both him and Uma Thurman when she comes up, but but yeah, I I would agree with what you were saying. Well, what do you have to say about Uma Thurman as uh, Jennifer well, Johnson G Girl? Well, well, the first thing I would say about Luke Wilson, it's like, man, I already got paid. <laughs> and uh, like, are they serious? They got me doing this. I was in Wes Anderson movies. What what are they doing? <laughs> like, that's the impression I got from the performance from Luke Wilson and Uma Thurman. She's one of those. She's like, I was Poison Ivy. What am, what are they doing? Like, because she, she that's a role she took serious, man. But um, no, no, it's like she all obviously didn't really care that much i mean yeah maybe she put in the bare minimum effort but like it's you could tell she was you know chewing up the scenery a lot Mm. see i thought she did pretty good um i mean she's naturally talented so Uh that helps i mean did she put like her all into this role probably not but this was not monster no uh or kill bill Bad. <laughs> but no, I I mean I thought she did pretty good for what they they needed. But I mean the the part that they needed was just I guess uh, that was probably my big issue with the movie is how they kind of portrayed her um, as like a parody of Crazy Girls, and uh, I wasn't too big of a fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, my apologies. I realized as I was saying it that uh, Uma Thurman was not in Monster, and that was uh, Charlize Theron. So yeah, my I thought, apologies. I, I thought that was. Uh... <laughs> Which, by the way, directed by Patty Jenkins, who will have two movies on this list. Oh. Yes. Yes, you you may remember them. I will tell you off the air. Um, Let's see here. We've done all the cast. Now I think we can get into the plot, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Okay, sweet. Well, we open with the jewelry store robbery, which is stopped by G Girl. Mm-hmm. And that's she dropped. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. My bad. Oh, she just drops the getaway car in front of the police station. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was really good. That was really good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they clearly use the uh, superhero like, like that was the, that was like a prop for this romantic comedy, you know. Like even down to like her costume was kind of lazy, you know. Yeah, the name <laughs> G Girl. Yeah costume powers is basically just superman yeah she, yeah i was gonna say she's superman yeah you're right is kind of the way she got her powers pretty lazy so <laughs> yeah you're right it's superhero thing was just a backdrop yeah so uh cut to a subway and matt is with his friend vaughn and there's g girl sitting on the train but she's oh. a, a civilian by the way uh we're, we're like two lines into the movie and uh, 
Dwight, as I will call him. Uh, sorry, sorry to uh, whoever chose his name in this, but he's Dwight. Um, <laughs> Dwight's like, yeah, I think I would gratify myself orally. And then Luke Wilson says, yeah, but wouldn't that be kind of gay? And that's when I was like, oh, this this is a 2006 movie. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about superpowers and Dwight would uh, fellatiate himself. Mm-hmm. If he could. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like he talked about what superpower he would have in the office, and it wasn't that. No, it was not. Um, I forget what it was. I know he said a hero kills people, so <laughs> I think that's the closest he got to talking about a power. Yeah, I mean, I know he can raise and lower his own cholesterol, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's good, because if you want to yeah. raise it, you can lower it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why would you raise your cholesterol? <laughs> so that I can lower it. I love The Office. Uh, they pulled <sighs> Diversity Day. I can't believe that. Comedy Central, what a bunch of sellouts. That's whatever, dude. They don't get it, it's fine. Like I said on Twitter, when has censoring art ever been the right side of history? <laughs> Sounds like some Nazi book burning to me, Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Speaking of book burning, I got my. Uh, I told you a couple weeks ago uh, on uh, the air here to get you uh, get you some uh, hard copies of 1984 and Animal Farm. Well, mine came in, so good for me. Yeah. But yeah, Diversity Day is supposed to be a parody of. A- Ugh, so pisses me off. Yeah, the point. I, I mean, yeah, we can, like obviously the point of the episode is Michael doesn't get that he's being offensive. Yeah, it's a parody of these diversity trainings and how ridiculous yeah. all of it is. And Comedy Central is like, oh, people are offended. It's like that. Who cares? Let them be offended. <laughs> like, has anyone ever stopped and just said, "What happened? Just who cares if you're offended?" Go on with your mm-hmm. life. Nothing happens when you're offended. <laughs> only, oh, well. Only if you let something offend you does anything actually happen. Mm. Mm. Think about that. Yeah. So, they see G-Girl sitting on the train, but it's uh, Jennifer uh, Johnson. That, I was going to say, that's Jenny Johnson. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, Matt says he grew up with a guy named Francis Freddie Freeman. No, think it could be the same. Uh, no, because Freddie Freeman would have been like fourteen when this came out. So no. True. <laughs> so uh, you know, Matt... actually, it could have been like eighteen, but whatever. Yeah. Well, Matt goes and asks her out, and she gives him a hard no. Yeah. And then uh, someone just steals her purse, and Matt chases him and gets it back, and she agrees to the date. Well, Matt gets it back, but uh, oh, with uh, with an assist from her, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, he she was uh, she was impressed with his chivalry, but uh, you know, she could take care of him. Yeah, for sure. So they go out on their date, and as Matt is talking, Jenny hears police sirens way in the distance and leaves. And Matt calls Vaughn, and Vaughn is near a big fire when a G-Girl shows up and tells him, he's telling him about the date, and it's like, oh, she's weird, she just walked up and left. 
And this was a great line from Vaughn, who's like, yeah, we talk about it, there's a fire. And he's like, oh, is, is there anyone hurt? And he's like, yeah, probably, but they're, oh, God, what was he? He was like, yeah, probably people are hurt, but uh, it's cutting into my time at the gym. So <laughs> that was good. Yeah, and Matt says, well, I'm sorry for your loss. Yep. Well, that was probably the funniest line in the movie. Yes, I would agree. Uh, anyway, uh, so she puts the uh, fire out. She comes back. She's got an ash mark on her face, and uh, she goes to the bathroom again. And later on, Matt is talking to his coworker Hannah, about the date, and he's like, eh, I don't know, she seems crazy. And then he uh, he does call her again, and they go out again, and this time to an art gallery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this date goes well, because they go back to his place, and someone is watching through a hidden camera. Don't know who. Probably Eddie Ooh. Izzard. Could be. Could be Eddie Izzard. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he's taken off her clothes, and she had, like, a G-Girl shirt on, and then, like, she went and changed real quick. This would be our uh, my word moment of the movie when <laughs> she's changing in the bathroom. Pretty good. Uh, anyway, they uh, they have sex. Uh, the entire bed slides across the floor, putting a hole into the wall. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, that actually seems like pretty awful. I, I don't know. I mean, the the implication is she's thrusting so hard because she has superpowers. That yeah. the bed slides and rams against the wall. I don't. I don't think I would enjoy that. I. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. I don't need that kind of impact. That's just. It's just. It's just needless. That's what that is. But yeah. anyway, Matt tells Vaughn the next day it was great sex. So uh, yeah. I guess I stand corrected. I don't know. His penis is clearly hurt. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't. Eh. I don't. Uh, like, did she give it a bend? I don't... I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's just... It's not uh, a, a big... A thrust powerful enough to slide the bed and crack and uh, make a hole in your wall. I just, like I said, I don't... Uh, I don't think that'd be that enjoyable. I don't know. That Matt liked it, I guess. Yeah, apparently so. so. Anyway, they meet up with Hannah... And her and Matt continue their little flirtatious friendship. She has a boyfriend that was like an underwear model, but he's kind of an idiot. Bro, get get this. Get how outdated this movie is. Oh, yeah, he has an ad with Joe Boxer. Oh, yeah. Bro, I barely remember Joe Boxer. I remember him a little bit, but I don't, uh, I don't think I ever had any. Yeah. So Matt goes to leave, but he's kidnapped by someone called Professor Bedlam. And Bedlam asks him about Jenny, and Matt doesn't tell him anything, so Bedlam dangles him from the Statue of Liberty, but G-Girl saves him. So Matt uh, tells Jenny about G-Girl saving him, and Jenny saves this little girl from being run over, but in the process she gets hit by a car, but she's fine. And Matt thinks this is very weird that she survived this unharmed. Yeah. Um, the thing about Matt Saunders is he's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. He is. He is. They at least covered... I will say this. 
unlike Superman, she at least wears a wig, not yes. just glasses. So that's a little bit different. That's number one. And number two, when G-Girl saved Matt, she kept saying, don't look at me. And she was carrying him, I guess the best way is the 69 position is how they were carrying each other. <laughs> but um, she did say, you know, don't look at me. So, okay. I at least give them props for, you know, covering their bases a little bit. And, you know, she, you know, Jenny wears glasses and has a wig. So that's better than just Clark Kent uh, wearing glasses I guess yeah. so because Clark never told Lois not to look at her when he was Superman so <laughs> yeah anyway. yes yes so Jenny takes Matt to her place and then she does tell him that she is in fact G-Girl and swears not to tell anyone else or else he'll have a chainsaw shoved up his ass Mm-hmm. Sounds... literally that uh, yeah, sounds bad. Yeah, doesn't sound like a good time. So Jenny tells Matt about when she met Bedlam. They were both nerds in high school together, and they were about to take each other's virginity when a meteor lands and turns Jenny into G-Girl. And Jenny became popular, but Bedlam stayed a loser. So that's why he hates her. But he did. Yeah, he, he is rich now, like, so he's got well, that going for him. Yeah, when she said that, I was like, do we have, like, an unreliable narrator thing going on? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, anyway, they have sex in the sky while floating really, really high. Um, again, the sky sex, I, I would, I prefer better than the, the bed sex, which the power thrusting, <laughs> but... Uh, they were like above the clouds, and it gets cold up there. So I again, I'd have cold. to. It's it very cold. You know? It gets cold, and Matt probably can't breathe because of the elevation. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just. Uh, I mean, you know, if we're if we're like you know, a mile in the air, sure, we we could we could work with that. But uh, above the clouds, you know. Thin air, cold, no, no thank you. No thank you. No. Even if it is Zuma Thurman, no. No, I'll pass. <laughs> Too cold. Very cold. Man. Thin air, no. So, um, anyway, Bedlam snuck into G-Girl's apartment, stole some hair from her brush. The hair is indestructible. They can't cut it or anything. And then he puts a piece of the meteor under the hair, and it sucks the power from the hair, so then he can cut the hair. So he's like, oh, that's how to drain her power. So it's like a Samson situation. Not at all. It's okay. like a, uh, it's like a Meteor Man situation. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So at work, Jenny walks in on Matt and Hannah flirting, but uh, she's not a big fan of Hannah. They plan a double date, but Hannah's boyfriend can't make it. But on the news, uh, what a coincidence. There's a story about an errant missile heading towards New York. By the way, okay, first off, shout out to the actress who plays Maureen Ponderosa on like three episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, I know you said you retained very little from the show, but she's the one who turns herself into a cat. I remember her. Okay, good. Because there's another Always Sunny cameo at the very end of the movie as well. 
Oh, very good. Yes. So, yeah, there's a missile heading towards New York. Oh, my. And the whole restaurant is panicking, but Matt tells her someone should figure this out. And Jenny's like, eh, well, someone just should get a night off. And eventually she caves and she leaves, turns into G-Girl and stops the missile. By the way, what a what a great hero, by the way, to be so to be dragged kicking and screaming into doing something she is responsible to take care of. Yeah, well, she wanted the Air Force to do it, and uh, that's quite the blunder, by the way. I would think that would require a full-scale investigation how a missile could just head towards America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um... Yeah. Well, on the cab ride home, Jenny's very jealous of Matt and Hannah's relationship. She thinks Matt wants to sleep with Hannah. Uh, not a cab <laughs> ride, just a regular car. I don't know why I put cab. Uh, anyway, uh, Jenny smashes the passenger window and tells yep. him that she loves him. So, all kinds of bad vibes. And at the gym, Matt tells Vaughn, I think my first impression of Jenny was right. She's jealous, controlling, and crazy. Plus, I'm in love with someone else. So Matt decides he's got to dump her. So he breaks up with her, and she does not take it well. She trashes his apartment and flies out through the roof. So this is where we get uh, yeah. cra- crazy girl. And the uh, the thing of it is, with, with, the, with each of her blunders earlier in the movie, when she would damage some sort of property for Matt, she would promise, I will pay for that. She did not do that here. No, not that we've seen. No, she nope. does She does not, uh, doesn't pay for any of this stuff. Uh, and she almost tried to kill his fish, too. Like, she made the water in this fish tank boil, and Matt just puts his hand in there in boiling water and pulls the fish out. I don't think so. I think your hand would be scalded, and I think that fish would be dead. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, sir. But, you know, whatever, it's just a, uh, just a movie. (laughs) Yeah. So, Matt tells Hannah he dumped Jenny, but then he sees G-Girl outside his office window. Matt also finds out his car was stolen. Hmm, sad. Uh, G-Girl comes to Matt's apartment, shows him his car is in space. This bitch. Yeah, like, at this point, turned on her. Like, no. Yeah, that's I, very mean. I am done. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get sympathy for her when she takes things like... It's like, you got dumped. And you yeah. kind of deserved it. I mean, mm-hmm. you smashed his car and then uh, immediately told him you loved him. Yeah. And then now you've... Don't roll zero to 60. Those are red flags, man. Yeah, exactly. I look, I'm pretty good at the the red flags. I had to I had to cut a girl loose once when I saw some red flags and I was ended up being right. Let me tell you because a couple months later I had a uh it was my birthday. I sent out some Facebook invitations and I was looking at the invite page and I was like I had one more person attending. I'm like, "Oh, who RSVP'd?" And sure enough, there she was on the list. I'm like, "Ooh, I didn't invite you. Time to Facebook block. <laughs> like, that's uh, creepy behavior. Yes, ma'am. Like, okay, we're going to have to block now. That's, uh, 
that's not good. <laughs> like you were not yeah. invited. You found this page somehow and invited yourself. That's uh, it's bad. Don't do that. Uh, and then yeah. she also carves the word "dick" into his head. So that's nice. Very nice. So the next day, Matt, of course, has to give a presentation to a group of Chinese businessmen, which G-Girl ruins by blowing the papers everywhere and stripping him nude. Matt gets fired, which I don't know why. It clearly wasn't something he did. Like, if you were in the room, all the papers just started blowing everywhere, and then the next thing you know, his clothes are off. Why yeah. Would you, why would you think he did this? <laughs> yeah, what? I, he also had the word dick on his forehead as well. Yeah, I don't like. Why did I don't? Why did Wanda Sykes think that this was something that he did on purpose? Well, like, here's the. I don't necessarily think that's even the case, but Wanda Sykes, from the minute you see her, she wants to fire Matt. She does not want Matt working for her. That is true. Yeah, she's always trying to do the whole sexual harassment thing whenever he and Hannah are flirting. So yeah, I guess. I guess yeah. this was a this was her just cause, even though it's like clearly wasn't him. But yeah, this is uh, Chekhov's Wanda Sykes. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Yeah. That, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That was stupid. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, she fired him. Uh, Bedlam pays Matt a visit. And says that he has a way to strip uh, G-Girl of her powers, but he needs Matt to get her out into the open. Um, so then Hannah calls Matt and tells uh, tells him to come over right away, and he thinks it's something with G-Girl. So he does, and she tells him that her boyfriend was cheating on her with three other women. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, good for him, I guess. I mean, not that he cheated, but, you know. Fortune. That's pretty good. Uh, Matt then tells Hannah. Right here we had an orgy. Yeah, maybe. Have you ever seen the? Uh, this is so random. I think it's like uh, ICP interviewing Scott Hall. I have not seen that. No. Yeah, they are like, uh, like so. Have you ever had a threesome? He's like, yeah, yeah, threesome. He's like, what about? Uh, uh, no, no, they, I, I already screwed it up. They're like, you know, you probably you're a good-looking guy back in your prime. You know, you, you probably got a lot of girls, right? He's like, oh yeah, I mean, you know, every night. And it's like, uh, okay, so uh, what about threesome? They're like, oh yeah, I've had a few of those. I'm like, what about a foursome? He's like, yeah, a couple of those. I'm like, oh man, what about a quad? He's like, like quadriplegic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Matt tells Hannah he loves her, and she's like, "Oh, I love you too." And then they immediately have sex. Yes. As what happens? <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's what happens, man. That's what yeah. happens. You you tell someone you love them before you officially start dating them, and then you immediately have sex. That's how it works, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, one of the reasons I love Master of None so much is because. I once told a female friend how I felt, and uh, we didn't immediately have sex. <laughs> mm. it, uh, it was awkward, and it's like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <sighs> My heart breaks, man. 
Yeah, I know. Well, you know, you, you, it's better than not knowing. That's my thought. Yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose you're right, sir. Well, the next morning, uh, they both wake up, and G-Girl tosses a shark through the window. Which uh, can live, apparently, an extensive period of time out of water, which I didn't know. Yeah, um... Like I said, Uma Thurman went... went uh, sorry, Jenny Johnson, G-Girl, went way off the deep end earlier. Um, this is just window dressing. Yeah. It's, uh... And, you know... She, the shark destroyed, the, of course, the window, the kitchen or the uh, the dining room table, mm-hmm. and then a uh, big chunk of the couch, and then the other window when it fell out and died. So she also killed a uh, an animal. Yeah. G girl just loves to. G girl is not kind to sea life. No. She's about like the deep in that uh, scene in I think the second episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever episode he kidnaps the seal, the uh, seal. Dolphin. Or the dolphin. Well, at least he tried to help the dolphin. Um, uh, I mean, he failed, but... <laughs> miserably, yes. So Matt goes to Bedlam, and he sees a shrine dedicated to Jenny in his house, and then he's like, ah, I'm in. So Bedlam shows him a rock, which will absorb her superpowers from her body, and he pays Jenny a visit at her work and invites her to dinner, and she accepts... So she and Matt uh, make out as Bedlam watches. And Hannah and Vaughn show up. Jenny and Hannah fight. And she pulls her wig off. And they figure out that she is G-Girl. Vaughn, meanwhile, is distracted by this giant uh, present. And he opens it up. And it's the rock, which absorbs all of G-Girl's power. So she's just a normal girl now. Yeah, I love how, you know, and Matt even said, like, hey, don't open that. He said that multiple times, and Vaughn's just like, no, I'm good. Yeah, Vaughn seemed unfazed that uh, he was dating. I mean, he he initially reacted that it was G-Girl, but then he went right back to this package. Yeah. What's in the box? (laughs) Like seven, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm, seven. But the big swerve is that Bedlam wants to touch the rock to have the powers, but in the melee, Jenny and Hannah both are fighting, and then they both touch the rock, so they have the power. So, Ooh. I know, G-Girl and Hannah fight uh, with superpowers, and they crash into a fashion show, and Matt tries to stop them from fighting, and Matt makes an apology to Jenny. I don't know why. He had nothing to apologize for. It's <laughs> um, like, Matt, you didn't do anything wrong. I mean, he did duper, but it's like... You destroyed the man's car, his girlfriend's also, apartment, you, you cost remember, him his job. <laughs> yeah, you remember when I said Matt's kind of stupid? Yes. He took uh, the evil villain at his word. That too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah obvi- I mean, nothing really comes from Bedlam like, oh, I'm going to touch the rock now. And it's like the two girls touch it and it's like, okay, that's the end of Bedlam's plan. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bedlam then tells Jenny that she, uh, sorry, that he, she now, but he, back then, he loves her, and everyone claps as Matt and Hannah leave. Why? Uh, Why was everyone clapping? I I don't know, please clap. Uh, (laughs) so Matt and Hannah talk about their relationship a bit, and have sex. The bed is, of course, sliding on the floor, crashing through the neighbor's wall. And that neighbor is Uncle Jack Kelly. 
from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nice. You remember Uncle Jack with the big hands? Yes. Yes, I do remember big hands. <laughs> We're lawyers. <laughs> oh man. Again, these 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 beds, I don't yeah, crashing through get... like I I get the visual, but if you really think about it, it wouldn't be all that pleasant. No. No. It's a hole in your wall. Yeah, another thing they got to pay for. Yeah. So, Jenny returns Matt's car. It's terrible looking. But I guess it's the gesture that counts. I but get... uh I'm sure she work. will not pay for the new car. Mhm. Uh, terrible. Um Oh, Is and that... then uh Jenny and Hannah here please sirens and they go off to fight crime together as G-Girl and well they don't give her a name. So. Yeah, Hannah yeah, uh, Matt and Bedlam just go grab a beer. I guess Matt forgave him for trying to kill him. Yeah, which is, which is nice. Uh, the end credit animations indicate that Jenny and Bedlam got married, and there's a post credit scene. Did you catch Whoa! this? I missed it. <laughs> oh man. Um. So this was kind of weird. So there, throughout the movie, Vaughn was trying to hook up with his bartender, and he finally kind of does. Where the one she sees, it's like, oh, you're with Matt and G-Girl and everything? He's like, yeah. So that's what kind of won her over. So we reveal at the end credits that Vaughn finally hooks up with this bartender. And she's like, wow, you really do have superpowers. And he's like, yeah, but I haven't used them in two years, four months, and whatever days. Implying that's the last time he had sex. So Vaughn is a superhero? Question mark? I don't know. I didn't understand that. But... Could that be? Is this a prequel? Is, pardon me. Is this the precursor to Super? Maybe. I I didn't understand. I, I didn't understand that. Like, it would have made more sense if, uh, like, instead of doing the whole, uh, you know, I haven't had sex in two years, four months joke, if they, um, like, they did the whole thing when, like, when characters and movies are done, they just roll off to the side, like, the guy will roll off the girl, and they'll both be like, oh, wow, that was great. And, uh, and if Vaughn was like, don't worry, I'll pay for the damages to your wall, she's like, wow, you really do have superpowers. Then I would have been like, oh, wow, Vaughn was a superhero. Like, that would have at least been funnier, and I just made that up on the spot. So, that would have been funnier than what they did, which it's like, did he have superpowers? That's also weird, and I don't know. It didn't make any sense. My impression was funnier. By the way, it doesn't sound like he had superpowers. It's more like, oh, sex. <laughs> I guess. I guess uh, Vaughn's good at sex, so good yeah. for Dwight. <laughs> yeah, good for Dwigged. Um, My middle name is Kurt, not Fart, and I'm oh, not a security threat. Oh, Mr. Poop. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I've, oh, by the I way, I had that backwards. By the way, I'm not a security threat. My middle name is Kurt, not Fart. Nice, dude. Uh, by the way, did you know, apparently, cause as I was looking up uh, Rain Wilson's uh, filmography, of course, the first thing I saw him in was House of a Thousand Corpses, but um, his character from Super has a cameo in Brightburn. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, it's like a, just a, a picture, but still, because it is a not a James Gunn, but one of the Gunn brothers did the... Um, Billy. Billy. Uh, damn it, I was going to say Austin. Uh, <laughs> well, it's good to uh, know that Super can be the one to take down Brightburn. 
Yeah. I don't think he would do so well. Yeah, who knows, man. Um, but hey, we're going to rate this movie now and uh this was a this was a rom-com that had potential and then they did a hard heel turn on Uma Thurman and the uh, these the meet, the love story between Hannah and Matt was just not there. Uh I'm going to be gracious and I'm going to give this a four and a half out of 10. Four and a half. Yeah, this like you said had potential. It's a clever setup for a rom-com. Mhm. Uma Thurman they and, and they had a good cast. But, yeah, Uma Thurman, just uh, way too crazy. This could have been a lot better. And that's kind of the problem. Is this, it's just, they took it in all these weird directions. I think if you had actually had a villain instead of the villain ends up being the one that Uma Thurman ends up with, I think that could have been better. Yeah. I mean, it didn't have to be a serious villain, but, you know. But uh, I'm going to go for... Uh, it's quick. There's a couple funny lines, but uh, yeah, it's just um, it could have been could have been better. Could have been could have been solid. Oh, by the way, Hitch is another good uh, rom com. I just remembered that one. I can believe it. I can believe it. Yeah, Hitch. So yeah, so there you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be the show, guys. Next week we will be reviewing Zoom, Ooh. starring Alan. <laughs> Courtney Cox, Spencer Breslin, among many others. Hold on here. It is free on Tubi. Oh, it is? Yeah. It, actually, as of yesterday, it was not, but it is now. So Let's go next week when we record. I was actually going to watch it tonight because like, I sent you the thing that's like, leaves stars in like two days. And I was like, oh, God, uh... I guess I'll have to watch it tonight, but yeah. now that I see it's on Tubi, I'm going to double check, of course, but because uh, I will not pay for this movie, I'm promising you that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if it's if it's uh, you know, I'll, I'd gladly wait. I don't want to watch it tonight anyway. I'd rather watch something yeah. good. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, also star- starring uh, Chevy Chase and Rip Torn from classic master- masterpiece, uh, Freddie Got Fingered. God, they got Chevy Chase in this? Yeah, got it. Yeah, Chevy Chase is on the bill, so is Rip Torn. It's, uh, we'll see. I love Chevy Chase. All-time favorite comedy vacation. Hey, Devin Aoki is in this as well. And, uh, uh, Caddyshack, another good one. Yeah. No, but, uh, no, Dev- no, 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 no. Damn it. <laughs> Devin Aoki from, uh, Sin City was in this as well. Steve Aoki's sister. Yes. Hey, Wilmer Valderrama? Fez, bro. Oh, that's a it's an all star cast. This is the regular Sin City since you just brought it up. This was definitely oh boy, we'll talk about it next week, but oh um uh Yeah, yeah. Um that this is definitely a two thousand six movie for sure. Um guys, that is gonna be it. To quote, quoting Von Hage, or Hage, however you pronounce his last name, I don't care. I'm quoting Dwig Schrute. Um, (laughs) I would have plowed my way through half a Soho by now.
lovely face We're going to your place And now you got to freak me out Scream so loud Getting laid You want me to stay But I got to make my way Hey, y'all crazy bitch But you're so good I'm on top of it when I dream I'm doing you all night Stretch yourself down my back To keep me right on, hey Y'all crazy bitch, but you're so good I'm on top of it when I dream I'm doing you all night Stretch yourself down my back to keep me right on Take it all The paper is your game You jump in bed with fame Another one night paid in fall uh, You're so fine It won't be a loss Cashing in the rocks just to get you face to face Hey, y'all crazy bitch But you're so good I'm on top of it when I dream I'm doing you all night Stretch yourself down my back To keep me right on, hey Y'all crazy bitch But you're so good I'm on top of it when I dream I'm doing you all night Stretch yourself down my back To keep me right on Don't go. 